Hey, what's up, guys? Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Lorenzotti Coffee. They are one of our oldest and dearest sponsors, and they're bringing you premium Italian coffee right to your door. And they're also helping people start their own coffee business by providing coffee brewing supplies. So if you want that taste of Italian coffee brought right to your door, stateside, go to Lorenzotti.coffee. Use promo code FICTION for 10% off your order. Everybody needs a, a boost in the morning, and there's nothing better than a nice hot cup of Italian brewed coffee that tastes like freedom. You'll be supporting the show. You'll be supporting two liberty-minded entrepreneurs that are also fans of this podcast. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code fiction. All right, let's start the show. Anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceilings does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words, I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. What is up? What is up, everybody? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Peddling Fiction. I, of course, am your host, the one and only voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. How's everybody doing today? It is Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. A new month, man. These months are just fucking flying by. I can't believe it's already March and that I've basically been down here for eight months. But you know what they say, time flies when you're having fun, so we're going to keep this party going as long as we can, and I hope you guys are all doing well stateside. Another day, another fucking idiotic uh, canceling of or banning of something, and, and today it, it appears that it's Dr. Seuss, right? The um, I guess they came out and they, and they said there's like five or six Dr. Seuss books that are just, you know... Um, laden with racism throughout the pages of these children's books. And so they're going to stop selling them. I mean, this this is absolutely fucking ridiculous. So we've gone from, you know, uh, the whole Aunt Jemima thing to the, you know, toxic masculinity. That we, I went over on, you know, I ranted about these on the last episode or the, the one before that where, you know, you're not supposed to be white anymore and all this shit. Now we're banning books, and it's coming from the you know the cancel mob on the left that subscribe to this whole critical race fucking nonsense. But the the left, dude, what has happened to this country that the left are the ones that want to ban books now, and basically burn books? Like it used to be the other way around. If anything, it was you know these crazy fucking right wingers that wanted to ban books for being too you know, sexually explicit or something like, like there's only two books that I know of that have been banned from the American people. And one, I, I forget the name of it, but it was for pornographic material back in like, I don't know, the fucking turn of the century or whenever it was. And I'm sure it was like very benign, the, uh, the level of sexual material in there. And the other book is, was Peter Schiff's dad, uh, Irwin Schiff. I think it was called the federal mafia, which I have a copy of. And he was, uh, you know, he was forbidden from selling that. Um, those are the only two books that I know of that have been banned. And now we're, um, I don't, you know, I don't think we're, this is like an outright ban on Dr. Seuss books. They've just, they have just uh, capitulated to this fucking cancel mob. And, you know, for, for reasons of racism in these, you know, it's like, who the fuck can find racism in a Dr. Seuss book? It really is just fucking absolutely ridiculous like what does racism even mean anymore i know we've talked about that at length that it's just become this fucking ridiculous thing but i don't even know what's 
like you know true and what's satire anymore they're going through these pages and they're talking about the <laughs> all the little microaggressions and shit that you see and i don't know if if they're just joking around or not at this point um this article here that I have is from uh, Scratch. Yeah, this is a Babylon B article. So yeah, they are just joking around about the the, uh, the seventeen instances of racism. At least I think they are. But you you really can't. The point is you can't tell anymore. You can't tell because we've gone so fucking insane that nobody knows like if this is just a joke or if this or if they're being serious. You know, a few years ago it was peanut butter and jelly is racist, milk is racist. And now we're banning books in the name of racism. This is just, you know, it's the perfect example of why you should never fucking capitulate to these lunatics, okay? There is no satiating these people. You never fucking apologize. and You never bend a knee to these fucking cancel mob lunatics. Let them try to cancel you. I mean, go ahead. You know, what are you going to do? It's a Dr. Seuss book. You're reading it to your kids. If you don't like the fucking book, don't read it to your kids. It's like it's not like the kids are going out and buying these books. The same thing with Mr. Potato Head, okay? The parents are the ones buying it. So if you don't want your kid to have a Mr. Potato Head because it's got the Mr. in front of it, or a Mrs. Potato Head because it's got the Mrs. in front of it, then don't buy him the fucking toy. How about that? Don't buy the Dr. Seuss book if you're so concerned about all like the undertones of racism that are flowing through these pages this is just i don't even i don't even know if i read i don't recognize any of these titles that they're banning but i mean dr seuss books are a fucking classic every kid has fucking read one it's not like um racism is on the rise or something because we've been reading dr seuss to our kids this is just absolute insanity and you just you there's there's literally no satiating these people. They're just going to keep escalating it because it's working. Because we fucking uh, bend over for them, they they feel empowered. And that's what this whole thing is about. They're, they're trying to, you know, these powerless pussies are trying to exert power over you by getting a mob together and bitching and moaning and, and calling you a racist. And everybody's afraid of being called a racist. And so, okay, we'll get rid of Aunt Jemima. We'll get rid of Mr. Potato Head. We'll, you know, whatever the, the idiotic fucking thing is, you know, every day they're, they're going to come up with something else because it's working. So just stop it already. Put your foot down. Take the, take the time. They will lose interest if it doesn't fucking work anymore. These people are guaranteed, guaranteed they have the attention uh, span of a gnat and the backbone of a fucking jellyfish, okay? They're a bunch of spineless pussies, all right? So just don't bend over to them and never apologize. Just tell them to go fuck themselves. Tell them to, you know, write you, write them a letter, write you a letter, whatever. <laughs> like, go ahead, write me a letter for this podcast. I'll read it and then I'll just make fun of you. It'd be fun for me. I don't care. Go for it, you fucking idiots. I mean, this is so stupid. And I wish those, you know, I wish those 4chan guys that were a few years ago, you know, I mentioned that they were coming up with like stupid symbols and stuff that really didn't mean anything but they would start these internet rumors that like the okay symbol okay sign is a sign of white supremacy because it's got the three fingers that look like a w and then the you know the circle forms a p so it's like white power or some shit they come up with these idiotic ideas they should get they should start rumors about you know all this stupid leftist shit being racist or white supremacist and and just have these have this cancel culture mob just start eating itself why don't we just start doing that? Have them, you know, fight, like, turn this stupid fucking thing on itself, and maybe we could get some of this, um, you know, some of this idiotic stuff that's being taught in our schools or something. We'll get them to cancel it uh, on their own, because otherwise, I, you know, I don't know how we can overturn this fucking nonsense that's everywhere around us. Anyway, we got some good news out of Texas. Well, good news, uh, depending on your perspective. Apparently, they are removing all restrictions as of March 10th. So I guess eight more days and they're going to be 100% open. So congratulations to the state of Texas. Uh, better late than never. It's a, it's a year late, but is that, is that like the one year anniversary? Is that March 10th when they actually locked down? I don't know, but it, we're, we're coming up on the, the one year anniversary of two weeks to flatten the curve, 
which is just a perfect example of the government camel's nose under the tent. You give them an inch, they take a mile, and it's a, a lesson that we all really need to learn and that too few people have learned so far over the years, even though we have countless examples, the income tax, things like that. But you, you just cannot surrender to, to government. You can't surrender anything. Otherwise, you'll, you're, um, you, you never get that power back. You never get that freedom back. And you're going to, and it's going to exponentially get worse for you over the the months and coming years. And pretty soon, you're not even going to recognize the the country that you live in, and nobody's going to understand where we came from and how we got here. Especially because they're not going to teach it to the kids in school. So you know, what one generation goes by, and like that, that's it. You know, here we are. This is the the new normal. As much as I hate to fucking say that. Any, anyway, there's there's people freaking out all over the, the the United States, especially, you know, I saw Gavin Newsom came out with a fucking pussy politician tweet about how reckless this is. And then, I, you know, I scroll through the comments and there's all these people. Hey, we need to, like, restrict travel between Texas and California, like, it, you know, right now. And, like, anybody's going from Texas to California. I don't know if you idiots have been fucking paying attention to the you know the trend the last like i don't know five or six years minimum but even before covid the trend was people were fleeing fucking california because it's become a liberal shithole with tent cities popping up everywhere taxes going through the roof budget deficits you know blowing up everyone's moving to fucking texas so i don't think you have to worry about texans going back to california the most locked down state in the union to go overpay for everything you know, overpay for housing pay you out the ass for state and local taxes you know the, everything's just so much more expensive over there it's like yeah the the weather's nice and everything but man the, the society is more and more crazy i think everybody i knew or, or at least at least half the people I knew that were living in L.A. around there uh, have moved out of California and into Texas, which, yeah. So I, I don't think California has any wor anything to worry about, about all the, the Texas super spreaders that are going to be coming around now and um, trying to give them COVID or something. But anyway, congratulations to them. And basically what's been dominating the you know, the discourse for the last, I, I don't know, year or so have been the, the lockdowns and just the government reaction to COVID and everything like that, which I think is the biggest issue of our time. And so I've been devoting a lot of time to it. Well, I don't know if I have uh, too many more thoughts on the whole Texas thing other than I can't wait to see how these numbers come out of Texas and how the, the media tries to spin it and panic about everything, you know, dissect these numbers and come up with some excuse as to why opening back up is so reckless and irresponsible. Um, you know, we talked, uh, yeah, not the last episode, maybe the episode before, I think it was, with just the, the differences between California and Florida and how Florida's basically been wide open and for since the middle of last year. And man the the numbers you know based on the all the fear mongering going on you should have seen much worse numbers coming out of florida and you just don't but for some reason there are people that will not accept this they'll find some way of justifying those numbers away and they'll point to other states or they'll point to this they'll point to that it it really is just it, it, this whole thing has really um, opened my eyes to the, the human psychology and just how resistant people are to um, accepting a, a, another narrative or admitting that they were wrong. You know, it's hard for me to admit that I'm wrong because, you know, it almost never happens, right? But um, people like in the face of new evidence refuse to change their their minds, to change their perspective. It's It's like they... Um, you, you know, we all kind of look for either that, that sort of confirmation bias where we, we find statistics or, or studies and, and stuff that re, um, that reinforce the belief that we already had. And then we find ways, uh, to sort of write off any study that's, that's counter to what we already believe. 
and this has been like a very fascinating experiment in that, in my opinion. But um, I, I still don't, I haven't seen any compelling evidence that any of these things work. The lockdowns, the mask mandates. I, I mean, there's just, I, I mean, I look at all of it because every time, you know, you post one of these articles or somebody posts one of these articles refuting the, the science that we're not supposed to deny, right? A million people come in with with this, this, and that, and I, I don't know. There's just there's so many holes in all of these theories. You know, I was initially open to uh, you know uh, to this being a huge disaster. You know, if the numbers had had come out and been legitimately scary, and this was an actually actually like a very deadly virus that we couldn't control and that we really needed to to freak out about, I would have. I think I would have. Um, changed my tune a little bit i was initially a little cautious and and sort of open to this whole thing of like not overwhelming the system you know two weeks okay whatever i kind of had a feeling that that was going to be bullshit and this thing should have only lasted a few months but if the numbers out of new york for instance what we got in like april mid to late april had just been like oh my god you know you know that 80% 80% of people are fucking dying from this thing. It's affecting children and teenagers and young, healthy people. I, w- I would have, you know, okay, uh, I'll, I'll wear a mask or something like that. Hey, guys, let's take a second to introduce a brand new sponsor for the Peddling Fiction podcast. I'm very excited to have them on board. I think the timing of this is is pretty good considering that Bitcoin is near all-time highs. The new sponsor is called CoinBits, and it's an app that you can download onto your phone. One of the coolest things about the internet is how easy it has made certain things that used to require a ton of time, effort, and knowledge. And one of those things is investing, okay? And CoinBits app has made investing in Bitcoin basically effortless. If you've ever heard of the popular Roundup investment apps like Acorn, CoinBits is basically that, but for Bitcoin. So what it does is it takes all of the the change, you know, when you make a purchase and it's, you know, $10.65, it rounds that up to the nearest dollar and takes that change and it automatically invests it in Bitcoin for you. Investing can be super confusing with deciding when to buy, how much to buy, and what platform to use. You know, I have no idea how to set up these wallets and everything like that. I'm technologically illiterate. CoinBits removes all of this by automatically investing your spare change for you on a weekly basis. The coolest part is logging in and seeing how much you've invested without even knowing it. You know, this is basically that spare change jar that we used to keep. Uh, you know, in our, our, our piggy bank or on the counter, right? They, they take that and they, they put it into an investable asset for you. And basically what they're doing is they're taking advantage of an investing strategy, which is called dollar cost averaging, which basically means that instead of trying to time the market, you invest little by little over time and you, you build in an average price and you're removing that overall volatility of the market. So I, I think you guys know my, my position on Bitcoin, but I think this is a very approachable way for those of you that have not been involved in, in cryptocurrency to sort of dip your toe in without taking too much risk. So if you want to take advantage of this and get your CoinBits app set up, go to coinbitsapp.com slash fiction. That's coin, C-O-I-N, bits, B as in boy, I-T-S as in Sam, app, A-P-P, dot com slash fiction to get started right away and start rounding off that change and investing it in Bitcoin. The obvious disclaimer here is don't invest anything that you can't afford to lose. There is no risk-free investment or anything like that. So know your risk tolerance, know your, um, your budget and everything like that, and proceed accordingly. I am not giving investment advice. I am not telling you to invest in Bitcoin. I am simply providing you with a way to invest in Bitcoin if you would like access to it. And I think I do think as far as investing in Bitcoin goes, rounding off your spare change and buying it a little bit at a time is probably one of the safest ways to do it. All right, let's get back into the show. But once you see these numbers, 99 point whatever survival rate, and the only the vast majority of people that are dying from this or unhealthy to begin with had major underlying conditions. 
I mean, I, I just, I can't imagine being that person that will not live their lives in the face of all of the evidence that comes out. Because remember, we didn't know much about this to begin with. And then once, you know, once the more and more we learn about it, the more we realize that we overreacted to this and that you guys, uh, all you like pro lockdowners and, and pro maskers and pro virus people got it wrong. The harder it is, I guess, for you guys to admit it, you know, you're, you get so married to this thing, you know, it's an ideology now, it has nothing to do with science, this is a cult, it is a religion. And, you, you know, they have chants, just like you do when you go to church or something, and you just repeat after the the priest goes up there, and he's like, repeat after me, and you, you, re you recite these things, or he says something, and that cues you to mindlessly drone on and on that the things that you've been taught to say and that i mean this is exactly what's going on with all of the covid stuff you know just wear a mask mask up and socially distance and whatever man i don't know so the uh the whole texas thing i think will be a great experiment in in um how deadly this thing really is if we open up 100 percent. and i don't think the reason they're opening up has anything to do with vaccinations or anything like that Speaking of which, dude, these vaccinations are, are, are very creepy to me. And, you know, I've, I've voiced my concerns in the past, but I will do everything I can to avoid getting that vaccine. And it, it is a very disturbing trend that we're seeing with companies, especially like travel companies, airline companies, and, and countries that are, are starting to demand that you get these vaccines or that you, you know, you have a COVID test before you fly anywhere you know i have to if i leave here if i leave mexico i have to get a covid test you know not that you know i, I don't really care that you know it's like i'd rather not have uh you know a q-tip jammed up my nose or something but to me that's not as big of a deal as just the the inconvenience of the whole thing you know if you get it done they have a place right outside the airport if you get it done there, you have to get there three hours before your flight, or you got to go and get it done the day before. And it just, you know, flying is a pain in the ass as it is. Well, it, it, to me, it always was a pain in the ass. And now they've made it a thousand times worse with, you know, you have to wear the mask on the plane. And um, they just recently, I forget which airline it was, but they, they're, they're starting to require people to wear it like in between bites and sips of your drink. So it used to be that, you know, if you were eating or drinking, you could take the mask off while you were having your meal or something like that. Now, I, and I, I God damn it, I can't remember the airline, but there, and it might have been multiple airlines, I just can't remember anymore, but they're, they're saying that you have to put it on in between bites again, like Gavin Newsom's dumbass over in California. They, they couldn't have made flying any less pleasant. And now it's like, oh, now you got to get a test before or a vaccine before and you get this passport that says you've been vaccinated. Or I saw that the International Travel Association or whatever the hell it's called that has a bunch of airlines subscribed to it. They're coming out with like some sort of COVID-19 app that's going to track you and have you know make sure you've even either been vaccinated or tested and everything like that and in order to travel you'll have to get this app and do all this shit it's like jesus christ dude who wants to live in this fucking world and how did we i i still can't believe that we're here with such a benign virus i mean it's it, it really is just incredible how much liberty we have sacrificed for the false promise of security and just how many how many times we're going to do this over and over again there's we've learned nothing from history and it, it just man is it oof is it the uh a big black pill man it's very discouraging to me to to watch all this go down anyway there's uh there's a couple of other really disturbing stories i want to talk about um while texas is going the, the complete, you know, 100% open direction, we're still seeing other just insane mandates coming from other states. And, and it just, the medical advice that's, you know, there's uh, this thing making around making rounds on Twitter was this, uh, it's not a mandate, I don't think, but it's like the, the advice of, I don't know where, the, the CDC or the, the schools or some Somebody is telling people that if they're, 
kids get sent home from school because somebody in school tested positive for COVID, you're supposed to quarantine that kid, lock them in a room by themselves for 14 days. And people are doing it. Parents are fucking doing this to their kids. They're seven-year-old kids. They're putting them in a room by themselves for two fucking weeks, setting up, you know, I saw somebody like, oh, well, we set up like a baby monitor so he can talk to his brother and... You know, he, he's telling us that he's lonely. Yeah, no shit. This is like fucking child abuse. The The government is recommending that you abuse your child in the name of, you know, safety. I mean, this is like if anybody else were doing this and it wasn't, you know, because of COVID, if you got caught locking your child in a room for two weeks by themselves, you'd probably get the fucking kid taken away. And I mean, in my mind, as a parent, if you're going to lock your kid in a fucking room and isolate them for 14 days and you're you're refusing to read them Dr. Seuss books, you should have your fucking kid taken away. I, I The only problem is that if they take the kid away, it goes to the state. <laughs> so, I don't know what's worse. Uh, locking your kid in a room and, and, and depriving them of just like classical literature and culture and everything like that until they go fucking completely insane. I mean, the psychological damage that we are doing to our kids right now is going to be a thousand times worse than COVID ever would be to children. No no children are fucking dying from this. This is absolutely insane. I don't, yeah, I don't know what's worse, to psychologically fucking destroy your kid or to leave them with the state, have the state come and take your kid away. I mean, those are basically the two choices, right? But I mean, I can't believe that parents would do this to their kids. And it just goes to show you how fucking propagandized the American people have become, how brainwashed everybody is, and how easy it is to do it. I, I mean, like I said, this isn't even that scary of a fucking virus. The vast majority of people don't even know that they have it, right? It's like, okay, you got a fever for a few days. Um, you know, you had trouble breathing for a little bit in, in bad cases. Uh, you, you know, you lose your taste for a few days. I mean, yeah, people die of it, but they're, they're basically dying from heart disease and diabetes and all these other preventable diseases that have been killing us left and right. This is just, the, you know, a catalyst that exacerbates these things. And every piece of advice that they're giving us, every mandate that they come out with makes it even harder and harder to fight these underlying conditions to prevent, you know, all this preventable disease that kills the vast majority of the American people, heart disease, diabetes, things like that. Um, diet and exercise are like the two biggest things that you could do. Eat right and get off your fucking ass. And what are they fucking forcing us to do? Sit on the couch and order fucking delivery food. I mean, delivery food. What are your delivery options in your town? I mean, I'm in Chicago, so you have a bunch of restaurants and they've increased the amount of delivery options. But basically, after a certain hour of the day, you know, after you get past like nine o'clock, you, you can get pizza, you can get fucking maybe some sushi or something like that, or you can get like, you know, burgers, double cheeseburgers and, and junk like that, White Castle. I mean, there, there's nothing, even from like a normal restaurant and stuff, restaurant food is very unhealthy unless their like stated goal is to serve like super bland, healthy food. And they do, they do everything to the fucking max, you know, because that, and that's why it tastes so good because they're throwing butter all over everything and, and salt and all this shit. I don't know. This, this whole thing has just gone way out of control. And at this point, a year in to have people buying into this idea that you need to lock your kid in a fucking room for two weeks because some other kid in their school tested positive for it. Okay. <laughs> great parenting. That's great fucking parenting. Dude, we are going to see just an entire generation of lunatics come out of this. I don't see how it's how it could go any other way. And people are, are completely crazy. We're, we already are crazy. So imagine what it's going to be like when you live your, the first, like, I don't know, three, four years of your life or the three, four years of like the most developmental years of your life 
having to you know live in fear, wearing a mask everywhere, never seeing anybody's face, never getting to see your friends, never getting to see your family, occasionally being locked in a room by yourself. I mean, that solitary confinement is literally what we do to the worst fucking scum of the earth in prisons. You know, it's like the worst punishment you can get in prison is two weeks in the fucking hole, right? I mean, great, yeah, I'm sure these kids' bedrooms are better than the hole, but you know, not that much better. Okay, yeah, you have like maybe a, a computer or TV or something like that, but you're still gonna go fucking crazy, man. I, I this is how are not you know? I mean, there are a lot of people in the circles that I run in, uh, you know, freaking out about this and and calling people out for it. But there there must be a, a a bunch of people that will go along with this. And if you'll go along with that, if you'll lock your own fucking kid in a room for two weeks, what won't you do? Right, like what? What are you not prepared to do in the name of COVID nineteen or in the name of safety? This is, I mean, this is really scary. And yeah, that that other lady that was canceled for like making that uh, uh, the 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 chick from the Mandalorian, you know, she had that that very innocent tweet that just said like, "Hey, we shouldn't be ratting out our fucking neighbors. We should be nice to each other." And she got canceled for that. This is like, yeah, very easy to see how how society will just turn on itself you 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 stir up enough fear you can get you can get people to do just about anything and it man is it fucking scary it is really scary to see just how little resistance even after all in the face of all of the evidence pointing the other way i i don't know man it is just very very scary just the the worst possible trend you can see Hey guys, let's take a quick second and thank another sponsor for today's show, and that is of course the Lucky Guy Bakery, bringing you delicious, homemade, handcrafted brownies made from all natural, fresh ingredients. You really can't go wrong with any of their options there, but they they do strike a perfect balance between chocolate, sweet, salty, delicious brownies, and they have a lot of options for anybody with food allergies or vegans gluten allergies they, they've got options for all of you guys and I, I gotta tell you you know i've had the the gluten-free one and i if you, i didn't know any better i wouldn't have known that it was a gluten-free brownie I, i've been very impressed with this product and they're you know they're a fan of the show they're liberty loving so it's another great entrepreneur to support go to luckyguybakery.com use the promo code p as in paul f as in frank 20 pf 20 for 20 percent off your order all right let's get back into the show they're, they're still popping up all over like there's an article here this is from summit news there's uh in israel they're they're rolling out what they're calling the freedom bracelet okay um the freedom bracelet is a tracking device that will serve as an alternative to a two-week quarantine for anyone entering the country from abroad Okay, so in the most Orwellian sense, they're, they're giving you a device. This is, it looks kind of like a smartwatch, and it's from a company that basically makes um, tracking anklets for prisoners to monitor prisoners that are under like house arrest, you know? Uh, and, and so they came out with this thing instead of an anklet. I guess they're, it, it's literally like the same thing. It doesn't look like a smartwatch to me, it looks like a fucking tracking anklet. And they're just like, oh, no, this one goes on your wrist, and it's a freedom bracelet. Uh, they they must have spent a, a ton of time rebranding that, right? <laughs> but Orden Trebelsi, the CEO of Supercom, that's the company making these things, said, We call it a freedom bracelet because we are not locking anybody up, but rather giving them the opportunity to go home. Nobody is forced to do it, but for those who are interested, it gives them another option, more flexibility, Trebelsi said. So, yeah, this is uh, th- this is so much fun flexibility and freedom right you can either get locked up in some government fucking hotel facility for two weeks or you can wear a tracking anklet like a fucking felon and and be under house arrest and we're calling it a freedom bracelet and people are buying into this like that is not freedom okay freedom doesn't come with conditions and all, all of these things that you must do freedom is fucking freedom you, know, you shouldn't have to wear a fucking anklet in order to be free. You shouldn't have to jump through hoops for the state. As long as you're not aggressing against anybody else, you should be able to go about your way. 
that is freedom. Being able to do what you want, when you want, in pursuit of, of your own goals and happiness and everything like that, as long as you're not infringing on the rights of others, the natural rights of everybody else, you're not aggressing against anybody, that you should be able to do that. We have a very, very fucking dystopian view of freedom if we're calling these i know this is israel but like we're we're calling these freedom bracelets and this is and this is the exact opposite of freedom this is like as totalitarian as it fucking gets as draconian as it gets it's like hey we're going to i know you just like arrived in the country and you're you know you're a, a citizen here but you you can either go to this facility that we've that we've opened up for you and sit there for two weeks, or you wear this fucking tracking bracelet, the freedom bracelet. Uh, wow, wow, this is this is the state of affairs here, and all over a virus that has a ninety nine point eight percent chance of survival, or whatever it is. Just imagine what what they'll be able to get away with the next time, the next time something like this comes along. And it's actually even even deadlier than the, the coronavirus, which, which wouldn't take much, right? Man, they can keep this up forever. They can keep withering away at, at, at what's left of our freedom unless we're big enough and bold enough to stand up to it. You're either free to do what you want or you're not. And if you're not free to do what you want, you're not free. I'm sorry. And I mean, do we need any more evidence that we're, we do not have freedom in America the, the idea that we can be told, that we can be put under house arrest uh, just at, at, the, uh, at the whims of a governor or something like that is absolutely insane. The idea that they can force you to shut down your business is crazy. I mean, what we've allowed them to do is essentially take control over every aspect of our lives. To, to think that, you know, to think that we have any semblance of freedom now in the face of all of this craziness, you, you're delusional. You're absolutely delusional. And I don't, I don't even know how we can go about getting some of these freedoms back. I mean, the, the best chance we have, in my opinion, is to, for states like Texas and Florida to secede from the union. There's, uh, there is demand for freedom and there's there's just no supply of it, right? So um, th- we have to figure out a way to create some some uh, some safe havens for for people that want to live their lives and not live like fucking uh, vegetable lemmings that sit there and do whatever the government tells them to do. The government, the most incompetent bunch of fucking assholes on the face of the earth. Some of the dumbest, dimmest bulbs I've ever seen, telling you what to do, telling you how to raise your kids. Telling you, you're educating your kids. What are we doing? What are you thinking? Why would you look to government to do any of that? The most important things in life. And, you know, people are looking to the government to feed them, to clothe them, to house them, to take care of their kids, to educate their kids, to literally do everything for them. And it just goes to show you that there is not, like I say, there is some demand for freedom, but man, there is not a lot of it. Most people are perfectly willing to sacrifice all of their freedom to get somebody to take care of them, to relinquish all, all the responsibility, all the decision-making and everything, so they don't have to think about anything, they don't have to really do anything. You just have, you know, Nancy Pelosi and, and uh, you know, Chuck Schumer take care of them for the rest of their lives. Just give them some money, give them a little bit of food, and they'll just sit there and do whatever the, you know, the wise overlords in Washington tell them to do. And there is a shocking amount of people that are willing to do that. Anyway, let's move on to Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas is out there again talking about her wealth tax, her two cents on uh, people making over, on any wealth over $50 million, I believe it is, as if we're all just a bunch of idiots and we can't figure out that two cents is 2%, which she's probably right on that. I mean, the American people are so goddamn stupid now. We've been dumbed down in government schools. Nobody knows that two cents is, you know, two cents out of 100 is 2%, and they can't do the math on that. The the amount of just idiotic ideas coming from Democratic politicians is astonishing. It really is. I mean, we already talked about the minimum wage and how that is one of the dumbest possible economic fucking pieces of legislation that I've ever seen. This is another one, a wealth tax. 
they know democrats and liberals they know that you get less of what you tax and more of what you subsidize because we've seen them try to do it with you know cigarettes and other vices like that they seem to instinctually know that if you put a tax on cigarettes less people will smoke um if, if you put a tax on you know candy and sugary stuff less people will consume it or they'll consume less of it but for some reason they think that if you tax wealth you won't get less wealth they you know they have this view of the world that is just so backwards they're literally wrong about everything they're they're wrong about what creates wealth they're wrong about what drives economic growth and you can't have it backwards and you know prescribe the right uh you know solutions for the problems i mean if if you think spending drives economic growth you're fucked you're you're fucked because that's not how it works okay savings and production drives economic growth and what like they're so concerned with taking the wealth that's already been created and distributing it around instead of creating more wealth because they they think that it's a fixed pie they they think that for some retarded reason i mean i i don't know how anybody could actually believe this but there's a fixed amount of wealth in the world in the country and that all we can do now is take the wealth from the people that have it and pass it around to everybody else that doesn't have as much, which is just just idiotic. On a num- I mean, look around, <laughs> look at look look at all the stuff we have now that we didn't have a couple hundred years ago. How could you possibly believe that there's a, a fixed amount of wealth? Wealth is created, okay. And if you're going to tax it at two cents, like oh god, that is just so fucking annoying when she said, oh just two cents, it's just two cents. No, it's two percent, and it's only two percent because that's where it's starting. Okay, if you capitulate on this, like we did with the income tax, two cents is going to turn into four cents, is going to turn into ten cents, it's going to turn into twenty cents real fucking quickly, and that threshold, that fifty million dollar threshold, that's going to go way down really fucking quickly. The 30 million to 20 million to a million, and then what? And then what? More people that ever would have fucking imagined paying the wealth tax will be paying it, just like they did with the income tax. The exact same thing. It's the camel's nose under the tent. This is two weeks to flatten the curve, and a year later, you're still fucking locked down. This is how they operate. We can't let them fucking do this. I mean, not only is a wealth tax just unbelievably evil and idiotic, it's also unconstitutional. There, There's nothing in the Constitution, not even the fucking amendments that they think authorize them to tax income. And that's a, that's a whole other thing about the, the constitutionality of the income tax. And, you know, I mentioned Erwin Schiff earlier with the, the banned books thing. He did a lot of work on that. If you guys aren't familiar with him, he was a... Uh, a very sort of famous tax protester. They they put him in prison multiple times for filing zero income tax returns, essentially because the government never defined income. And that's a long, that's a very simplistic uh, explanation. You can definitely look into Erwin Schiff and all his, his things, but there's nothing in the Constitution that authorizes them to tax wealth. That is fucking absolutely ridiculous. And this is probably... You know, there's there's just no way in, in my mind that the wealthy people are going to allow them to get away with this. You know, we know who controls fucking Congress and it's the fucking billionaires and it's the millionaires. And it's, you know, they're they don't mind when you tax income because they can shelter their fucking income. The, the whole tax code is designed to help people that uh, that own their own business, that are fucking billionaires it's very easy for them to shelter their fucking income and pay less in taxes than than to pay a wealth tax okay you know there's a million things that they can do to get around paying income tax like warren buffett the whole warren buffett bullshit and why that guy's such a fucking hypocrite is because he he doesn't pay himself a salary he pays himself like 500 grand a year that's it he's a fucking billionaire and he does that for a number of reasons uh first of all it's like uh, Berkshire Hathaway trades at like 20 times earnings or something like that. So whatever, every dollar that he doesn't pay himself in salary adds $20 to the fucking value of the stock. And then, you know, he can, he can pay him, you know, he can pay himself in stock, right? 
And then when he sells that stock, he doesn't have to pay the income tax rate. He pays the capital gains rate of 15% or 20% instead of 40%. That, that's how all these guys do it. And then they can shelter their fucking money overseas and everything like that. So they don't mind if, if you raise the income tax levels. You know, that's why they, a lot of them talk about it. So go, oh, yeah, the rich should pay more. All, all these fucking rich Hollywood fucking hypocrites and shit like that. Nothing's stopping them from stroking checks, by the way, if they really believe that they should pay more in income tax and they should pay their fair share. Okay, pull out your fucking checkbook and stroke a check. Don't just fucking babble on about it, and then when it comes to doing your fucking taxes, you hire a fucking accountant who itemizes all your deductions and, and minimizes your tax burden. But I don't think they're going to let this this wealth thing go through. I think this is more likely just a, a way for the, the Democrats to sort of, you know, they, they keep pushing everything way, way, way to the left. And then the Republicans will be like, oh, okay, uh, let's not do the wealth tax, but we'll, we'll allow you to increase the income tax to you know, 45% or so. So this is probably like a bargaining chip for them to use in my, in my mind. But just imagine how destructive a wealth tax would be. I mean, the, the idea that it's even feasible is insane. The amount of compliance costs that would go into this would probably be double the you know hundreds of billions of dollars we squander complying with the already overcomplicated fucking income tax code okay i mean the idea that you're going to have what like irs you have to like probably create an entire new wing of the irs that's going to appraise everyone's wealth every year or every yeah every year every two years whatever it is and, and determine what your what your wealth is and, and then you know Think of like how are you even going to do that? You know the the artwork that you have in your house, the house that you have, the the stocks and bonds that you have, all this, all these investments. You know, real estate investments. What's that worth? Okay, um, that's certainly going to be up for fucking debate, right? And then it, it's not like these are liquid assets. It's not like um, it, you know you have forty million dollars worth of fucking paintings. Like okay, how how do I pay the fucking tax on that? I'd have to sell the paintings, or I'd have to sell the stocks, you know. And then so everyone's just gonna sell a bunch of stocks right before April fifteenth to fucking pay this wealth tax. That's gonna wreak fucking havoc on the market. Talk about opportunities for market manipulation. I mean, this whole thing is just fucking insane. But why are we trying to destroy wealth instead of create it? That, that that's the the whole mindset here is completely backwards that and that's why you know I, I talked about on the last episode government doesn't create anything all it does is fucking destroy it destroys everything and the power to tax is the power to destroy and my god if they're gonna fucking start taxing wealth there we are going to see a destruction of wealth and the standard of living in this country like the world has never seen and then when it doesn't return the you know the um, the money that they're expecting that they're you know whatever number she thinks she's going to get out of this, uh, she won't get, and so the rate will go up, the threshold will go down, or you know maybe the threshold won't even have to go down. They'll just create so much fucking inflation that we're all going to be fucking millionaires pretty soon. You know it's going to be like Zimbabwe when teachers make ten million dollars a year. You just, it's, it costs like $3 million to buy a fucking cup of coffee. So $50 million is going to seem like a really low threshold if our fucking inflation runs out of control, like I talked about how it's about to on, on the last podcast. So, I mean, man, these nominal thresholds are, are very fucking dangerous as well. This whole thing is just, it's one of the worst ideas ever. And of course, it's coming from a fucking blowhardy Pocahontas. And it has the support of all these dimwits, uh, you know, the, the AOCs of the world that have no idea how wealth is created and how an economy functions. It's, man, it's very sad. It's very scary because this shit is appealing. The only, the only thing I think stopping this from happening is that the, the wealthy are not going to let the government come after their wealth. They just won't do it. And so what will end up happening is they'll increase income taxes. The, the super wealthy will be able to avoid that. And the increased tax burden will fall on the, the middle class and the poor. And the gap between the rich and the poor will keep fucking expanding and the, the income inequality and all this stuff that the left bitches about that they pretend they want to solve will just get exacerbated as they've exacerbated it the last t- 10, 12 years. 
this is, I mean, it's not a coincidence that every fucking one of these policies that they've uh, implemented makes the problem worse. And then what do they, what do they prescribe as a, as a measure to, uh, to fix it? Ah, we'll just do, we'll do it bigger. We'll build back better. You know, we'll raise those income taxes. We'll, we'll do a wealth tax. That'll fix it. it no. No, 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 no. They've been fucking taxing us for the last hundred and fucking, what, eight years now? Something like that was in 1913. Was that the income tax? Has it worked? Has wealth inequality gotten better or worse over the last hundred and fucking eight years? Um, even just the last 30 years. How can the solution to a problem be the exact, just be more of what we've been doing over and over and over again? They have no new ideas. None of these are like, they call this progressivism and everything. No, this is all old bullshit that we've been trying that has failed, has failed miserably, and that has destroyed other countries. We've watched this happen. We have watched this shit fucking happen time and time again, and it it is the ultimate destroyer of nations. And we're we're it looks like we're headed down that same path. Pretty pretty scary stuff. Pretty depressing stuff. Sorry to uh, burst everyone's bubble today, but man, I I don't know. I don't know where we're going with all this, but if we've got people convinced that they can lock their children in a room for two weeks to, um, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what the fucking point of that is. Even if they haven't tested positive or anything like that, because, you know, it could be a different strain and that wouldn't show up or whatever. If they can do that, they can easily convince people to uh, increase taxes and increase government and give them more and more power until the, um, the, the albatross around our neck just finally fucking brings us down to the to the bottom of the ocean and we all drown anyway that that's my two cents on pocahontas's two cent plan and i'm gonna wrap there for today guys do me a favor and just follow me on twitter i have been getting some more twitter followers and everything like that but it's basically just got me back to like the pre-purge numbers that i was at before so Follow me on Twitter at Pedal Fiction. That's all I'm asking you to do other than just listen to the show every uh, every week. I do two episodes a week. And if you guys can do that for me, I will be back on Thursday or Friday. I haven't decided yet. Probably Friday with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on